Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. I'm Jordan. I'm Micah, and the, our last name is Macabre, hence the name Macabre Podcast Universe. And we exist to prove people wrong when they say that sequels are never written in the originals. And that's exactly right. We go through film franchises, and we've covered so much at this point, but we are now covering one of the craziest movies ever. Uh-huh. A movie that Jordan and I saw in theaters with um, some friends, some family. Yeah. And in the middle of the movie, we turned to each other and said, if we weren't with other people, we would have left by now, right? Yeah. That's what I said to you. And you said, oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. A movie that for years I have said was the worst movie ever made. Same. Now, you might go, whoa, 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 there's way worse movies. But the lack of, uh, I, I, I kind of grade it on a curve. I don't necessarily think that it's the worst movie ever made at this moment in time. But um, I, I kind of grade it on a curve, like, of, of, of the potential that is involved. You yeah. know? Like, X is potential. 1X or 2X times, you know, whatever. And there's so much potential, and the movie is so... Um, I remember the first time we saw it, I felt... I almost felt offended at how much the movie was trying to beat me into submission to liking it. There was so much going on because uh, you ha- this is in the middle of Marvel as well. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about Marvel a lot in this series because you, you can't not talk about it. You can't disclude it. And... I know from my perspective, I was pretty annoyed with Marvel at this point, besides Guardians, anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, We're right around the corner in our time to, to coming around on Marvel. Yes. We're close. So I'm in like the slump right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, DC's doing their thing. I didn't see Batman versus Superman. But, it, you know, Suicide Squad, it's like, oh, okay, it's about bad guys. But, you know, they're... Worst heroes ever. Yeah, and it's like... I think this is what's going to get me. It sounds like Guardians. You know, like this is going to be their Guardian. Yeah. I wasn't at the time thinking of it in that way, but that is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's like, this is what's going to get me. It's going to be gritty and dark, but in a fun way, not just in a dark way. Because yeah. that's how it was marketed. Well, and, and well, no, I'll get into it in a and second. Keep going. So with the slump of Marvel for me and the promise of this this gritty, funny thing... My expectations, my expectations were through the roof. So were mine. Through the roof. And I was expecting this to be like a movie that I wanted to see the next day. Like that's that's that is how yeah. good the trailer was to this movie. I know. And then I do remember though, leading up to seeing the movie's release, hearing that they did reshoots, which is common, to make it funnier. Like that happens all the time. But it, there's more to the reshoots. And I'll yeah, get. and I think at the time it was like, okay, I don't. I don't know if I have an opinion exactly on that. Like, it already yeah. seems funny. So how do you make it funnier? Yeah. Uh, from the, what I saw in the trailer. But golly jeepers, this is a train wreck of a movie. And when we were watching it, it was only the second time I've seen it when we watched it Same. for this podcast. Same. And I was really dreading watching it. And I would say it was fun most of the time because we just talked the whole time. Yeah, I think... I think part of part of the reason why we didn't enjoy it so much the first time is two reasons. One, 
When you see a movie in the theaters and the movie sucks, it's so much worse than if you're watching it at home and it sucks. Absolutely. You paid money to see that. You paid money and it's like the, like, if you see a movie that maybe at home you'd be like, oh, this is a six out of ten. You see it at a theater and you think it's like a seven or an eight. And then when you rewatch it, you're like, oh, maybe that wasn't as good as, like, the theater adds so much to the experience. And it was a full theater. Yeah, so this is like a perfect environment. Um, and you're even with other people, so you're like, well, I don't want to be the guy and that, like, before, says this movie sucks, you this know? This still before Cinemark did reserve seats, or Tinseltown. Yeah. Um, did reserve, reserve seats, so we were there. I mean, I don't remember waiting in line for that long, but, I mean, we waited in line for a little bit. Yeah, to get totally. To a good seat. Totally. And, um, <laughs> okay, we got, you gotta just eat your pretzels, I think. No, play it. Keep it. Keep okay. It. There's that reason. The theater... And then the other the other thing is like when you don't know a movie's bad, if it's bad, it really sucks. Yeah. So when we watched it a couple nights ago at our house and we knew it sucked, this felt more like like, oh, let's get our friends together and watch this movie that really sucks. Yeah. I still stand this movie is a train wreck. Yeah. It's bad. horrible. Very bad. I mean, it it has like basically no redeeming factors. So if my sister has told me, she said, I love when Jordan rants about a movie. Well, Rebecca, you're getting that today. And if she I said, I have the energy. <laughs> and she said, I'd l- I-, I wish you ranted more, Micah. And Rebecca, put on your seatbelt because we In are going to tear this car. movie apart. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I always say, sometimes when we make, uh, like last week, I said, Zack Snyder, you're always welcome on the pod. David Ayer. You're not welcome on the pod. I think you said I'm that not about David. Oh, you said about David Esquire last yeah, episode. I'm okay. not interested in having you on the pod. And guess what? Jared Leto, I hope you never hear this because I don't want to ever uh, be associated with you. No, I watched <laughs> this. Did you watch it too or was it just me? I watched this huge eye roll uh, Stephen Colbert uh, oh, interview with I Jared Leto. It. And it was like, you are a poop bag person because <laughs> it was the the headline was like jared leto didn't even know the pandemic was happening until now yeah. or in, like two weeks late he was like on a meditation he was retreat. on some meditation retreat and when he came back he had no idea and it was like shut up <laughs> you go you should be the person that goes to mars by yourself and just like start doing the like get off of this planet man yeah you are so, so weird I, I, okay, so you brought up, or I brought up Jared Leto, and we're talking about Jared Leto. I mean, we ha- he has to be talked about. Yeah. You know, he, at this point, he'd won his Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Which he was really good in. He had been in movies like Mr. Nobody, Fight Club, Panic Room. And, and not I only been... that, lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars, which I'm sure most right. people listening to this know that. Right. And I'll just say for me, sorry to cut you off, um... That that I they got some great songs. They got some great songs. He's really really good vocalist. Uh, they have a really cool shining music video that I mm-hmm. still every once in a while it's fun to watch. Yeah. And however, there was one music video I watched, and I remember it was like I I, I think at the time it's like you're probably overreacting, Jordan. I don't think so anymore. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because I forget what the song is, but there's a music video. It's not like a crazy music video. I think it's mostly live footage and it's people riding bikes. But like words are flashing across the screen and part of it is like we are a cult. And originally when I saw it I was like that feels not like something I want to sign up for. Yeah. And it kind of like 
rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> and I think at the time it's like, you're, you're letting that bother you too much. Like you need to cool out about it. And then we, you know, Jared Leto is He's like Shrek. His layers are unfolding <laughs> and it's like, okay, I don't know if I, I stand by that. I think yeah. and I haven't really listened to them since. I know I've tried a couple you, times. You know but when it's like sometimes it's not even that significant, but it's like a thing that just like oh yeah, I'm not consciously gonna stop listening to them. But five years from now, you're like oh I haven't listened to that band in a really long time. Yeah, that's the situation for me. So Jared Leto, I mean, and I I think he's he's kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow, where everyone's yes. just like we're we're done with you. We don't care. We don't want to see you in stuff. We're not interested in you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and you know. I don't know, but he, at this point in time, before this movie comes out, I, I, I am embarrassed to admit it, but I was like a Leto fan. I was too at this time. I liked 30 Seconds to Mars. I was kind of slowly working my way through at least his significant movies, and I was really enjoying his performances. Yeah. But I saw this movie. Oh, Requiem for a Dream. That's right. He's also in that. That's right. The movie I don't know if I could ever watch again. And I was... So uh, when, you know, it's like, there's always so much uh, uh, weight to someone being a Joker character. Yeah. And so it's like, he's going to be on, and I'm like, I'm full in. I am ready to go. I want to see this new take. I'm excited. And I watched the movie, and it is the the worst. Uh I mean, we talked about Lex Luthor last week and Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, this is like right up there. This I is did, like top five worst castings I did ever. Say, when we were watching it, I was like, I think that Jesse Eisenberg hurts more because I like Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, yes. So his performance hurts more to me. Uh, Jared Leto's. I mean, it's it's just you know you have to look at it through this lens too, right? He is the first Joker since Heath Ledger. Yeah. So and Heath Ledger tragically passed away. And, you know, so that there's a lot of pressure oh, yeah. riding on this person's shoulders who doesn't even get that much screen time. But it doesn't matter how much screen time he gets. There is so much pressure riding yeah. on him. And I got to say, he, I would say 80% is all him. There is a good 20%, though, that is everyone else's fault, too. Not yes. uh, people yeah. involved in the, the movie. Their so, fault, too. So, oh, there's, there, oh, man. So... I remember, like, right after this came out, like, right after, you know, it was getting horrible press. Yeah. Everyone, there were not people that liked this movie. Yeah. E- even people who are, like, lukewarm on movies were like, well, that sucked. I hated that. But they, Let's go watch Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, Ant-Man is, like, the I godfather so much compared rather to watch this. Ant-Man. So, um, I remember, like, maybe the weekend of or the weekend after, Jared Leto comes out and he's pissed because he he claims that they had a an entire movie's worth of footage that they shot just like him and harley quinn Uh and he's going they they totally butchered it and it's like this is like part of the response it's like jared we know you've won an oscar but will smith is in this movie and sorry he gets more screen time than anybody and he should yes he's the best performance in the movie well, I, you could argo Margo. She's really good too, but She's it is keyed not in. even if Will Smith didn't do a good job. It's Will Smith. He's going to get the most screen time. I mean, he's a movie star. Yeah. So, 
I, I remember that was one of the things, and we're gonna we're gonna get into all of this in a second. But just the whole Joker lore and stuff. I mean, when we watched the movie last night, or a couple nights ago. So, oh, I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked here. But they have tattoos all over Joker. Yeah. And one tattoo across his head says the word damaged. In case you didn't notice. Yeah. That he's damaged. Yeah. His design is awful. Uh huh. It's the worst design. And David Ayer was the one who was like, we should put tattoos on him. So that goes to him. Chalk it up for him. Mm -hmm. That's a bad idea. And what's funny is... Who gave him the grills? Oh, I don't know. But that was also a bad idea. But what's funny is he shows up again in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Uh And all they did is remove the tattoos. And like 40% of his performance is better. (laughs) Yeah. That's... How much that's how bad the tat the tattoo cannot be understated how bad that is, <laughs> yeah, or overstated. So there's that, but I think we need to set up a new rule because this goes in with Joaquin Phoenix as well. Guess what? If you sign a contract where you are going to play the Joker, you are not allowed to method act, and if you do, you're immediately fired. Because I am sick of this crap of like hearing these stories of Jared Leto. Uh, sending condoms to his castmates and dead rats. Found out that that is actually not true, though. Okay, he well, sent. That's, okay, he's well. According to him, recently this year, he said, "I didn't send Margot Robbie a dead rat, but I did send her like vegan burgers or something like that." Which seems like he's probably wait. He's probably just lying because he wants to cover for the fact that he sent her a dead rat. I just Even put if he that sent together. Her a fake rat. That's yeah. weird. So yeah, like he would send he would send people like little, you know, weird things that the Joker sends, and the same thing with Joaquin Phoenix. You know, he was he was not sending people stuff. I think his was a little more normal, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna you know lose all this weight and uh-huh. like really get into the mind of the uh-huh. Joker. No, I don't need method acting if you're playing a comic book character. Yeah. Period. But especially the Joker. Yeah. The next person that plays the Joker. I don't even want to see the movie if Can they you claim to method us act. one thing and have fun with it. Have fun because guess no what? No one's having Heath fun Ledger's with having it fun. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson is having fun. And guess what? Jack Nicholson is the second best Joker that we've ever had. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, of live action because Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah, Mark Hamill. He's his own come beast, on, come on. and he has fun with it. Yeah, come on. Um, Mark Hamill has fun. Period. <laughs> he, does, yeah, he sure does. He's such a wholesome Twitter follower or yeah. follow. I wish he was a follower, but he's not. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump into the movie now. Yeah. I've got a couple rants already. So the movie is directed by David Ayer, who's done things like this Christian Bale movie called Harsh Times, which I watched and it sucks. What's that one about? Um, I, I think he's... I don't even remember, but I, I, it sucked. It sucked. Um, he did Fury, the Brad Pitt movie, um, which I didn't see, but, I mean, there's a pattern here. I don't like his movies. He did End of Watch, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. That movie's pretty good, but had Jake Gyllenhaal not been in it, I don't think I would have really liked it. You know? I never saw that movie. Yeah, he's, he's a cop. Uh-huh. Found um, footage. Right? Wasn't that found footage? Well, not found footage, body but like cam, body, a lot of body cam, cam and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, that's a decent movie. It's just kind of like, you, you watch it because Jake Gyllenhaal is worth watching in anything he does, pretty much. Uh-huh. Except that one movie we couldn't finish. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not a David Ayer guy. Yeah. It, the movie's written by David Ayer. Okay. Uh, music is by Stephen Price, who we talked about in The World's End because he did the music for The World's End, the um, okay. Three Cornettos movie. Um, yeah. Uh, I would imagine if you were the composer of this movie, you either got a really easy paycheck or you got really mad when you saw the movie and they hardly used any of your music. Uh, the cinematography is by Roman Vaznayev. Cool name. He did Charlie Countryman, Fury, and another David Ayer movie called Bright that stars mm -hmm. Will Smith. And, and an orc. And an orc. And the writer of that movie, who has since gotten into some trouble for sexual allegations, he once had this tweet that goes around Twitter every once in a while that's the best um, because nobody liked Bright. Yeah, it was a horrible yeah. movie. I didn't see it, but um, there's this tweet where he said, I just finished writing my new script, and it's amazing seeing that this could could potentially be my Star Wars. What an amazing feeling. It, the movie's called Bright, and it's before the movie's out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. When that movie came out, I hadn't played D&D &D ever and didn't know anything about it uh -huh. and didn't know that orcs were a thing outside of lord of the rings me too so me when too, that movie actually. came out i was like you can't do that i know i know it's like are you paying the tolkien estate yeah <laughs> um so this movie comes out august 5th 2016 same year as batman v superman but months later uh the budget was 175 it made 325 domestic and 746 worldwide um air had six weeks to write the script that could be a potential issue. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, Tom Hardy was signed on for the role of, I think, uh, Rick Flagg, I think is his name. No, wait. Yeah, Rick Flagg, the um, the guy who's with Enchantress. Oh, okay. I was thinking Jai Courtney's character because they kind of look like. Yeah. Um, but no, he was, he was going to be him. Well, he dodged a bullet. Well, and do you want to know why he dropped out? Because he read the script and hated it. Well, he had some scheduling conflicts because he had he was shooting a movie called The Revenant. Yeah. So lucky for him. Yeah, seriously. He's like, oh, I got to go be cold got, for three months. And he got a, his first Oscar nomination. Yeah. First and only, but I'm assuming there'll be more later. Oh, yeah. He's got so much left in the chamber. Um, the reshoots to this movie were highly publicized. Yeah. Because after Batman v Superman, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's like, this is too dour. We don't like this in our superhero movies. And so the studio's like, oh, no, no, don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, we have to reshoot a lot of this movie. Now, a typical uh, reshoots happen all the time. They did it for Avengers Endgame. They did reshoots. Um, that's where they got the iconic I Am Iron Man snap. Oh, that was a reshoot? That was, that was not in the script. I don't know if I knew that. I think we actually talked about it. But oh, okay. it's been a long time since There's we... a lot to forget about the series. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a typical reshoot... Six to ten million dollars. Yeah. That's your typical. Yeah. This movie has a $22 million reshoot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, almost all the Joker was cut. And sorry. Here's the other thing that people may not know. There's a credited editor editor, and his name is John Gilroy. Um, but the people who cut the trailer for this movie cut the movie and why 
because the studio the the trailer to this movie had such good reception the studio that said is so weird the trailer people should edit this i mean i get i get the i get the logic i i do get it but it is like think about how much money you've already spent and like to you know does that make sense like you've put so much hard work and money into this to make just like a almost it feels like a flippant decision on it well like that's the risk you're going to take out of all of this i mean i mean it is like it is like oh man this semi-professional basketball player is awesome let's start him at game seven of the nba finals i wouldn't even say that like editing trailers is not as hard as editing a movie it's just different yeah or or maybe it's like hey this is a great baseball player let's throw him into the nba finals game seven it's like, yeah, he yeah. could be a great baseball player. Doesn't mean he's a great basketball player. Yeah. And I think when you have that knowledge, because I did not have that knowledge going into the theaters, having that knowledge watching the movie this time, it, this movie makes sense why it is the way it is. Yeah, a big part of it. There's many other problems, but I think the worst problem is the editing. The editing of this movie and like yeah. how they integrate the music is so insane. Mm-hmm. That that it defies logic of other movies you watch. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a big thing. Um, there's an extended cut that has 13 minutes extra, and here is a list of things that were cut from the movie in that change of editors. Um, the first 40 minutes of the film were cut, with sections of it potentially being used for flashbacks. Uh, The third act was changed with the Joker originally having an influence within it, with the majority of Leto's scenes cut. Diablo would have originally survived. Actually, don't even remember him dying. That's how forgettable this is. Um, Harley Quinn, Slipknot, Batman, Enchantress, and Katana originally all had larger roles, and Katana was going to uh, become possessed and attack the team at one point. Um, a romance between Deadshot and Quinn was removed. Scenes showing Harley and Joker's abusive relationship were cut. A killer croc line was added uh, without any of David Ayer's input. Jeff Johns added Quinn being an accomplice to Robin's murder to the theatrical cut. I don't remember hearing that. Um, and a lot of the score was replaced, and the final cut was taken away from Ayer and handed to the trailer company. <sighs> That's a lot of craziness. Yeah. Now, this has spurred a movement online, and the movement is hashtag release the air. Can we not talk about this part? I really am not interested (laughs) in talking about it. Okay, well, let's talk about what happened to this movie. Um, It had a 67.2 decline in the box office in the second weekend. Wow. Which was like one of the worst... But remember, Batman v Superman had 69%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and after this came out, it still made enough money that they announced the Suicide Squad with David Ayer, but he left the project so that he could direct Gotham City Sirens, a movie about Harley, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. And that movie's still on pause. And I think it's safe to say that's never going to happen. Um, uh, there was an untitled Joker film that they were planning on releasing, and now that they've made Joker, they're not going to do yeah, that. There's no reason. And then there was going to be an untitled Harley Quinn and Joker movie, uh, and it, they had announced like writers and directors and stuff. And then um, by October 2008, the screenplay was finished, 
And then by February 2019, they canceled the film. Time to just scrap it all. Well, that's... Wait some time and maybe start seeing if anyone has any good ideas on anything. Well, and and by the by the time this uh, episode comes out, we're going to be like a month away from James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And... This will actually come out. We will cover that movie like two weeks after it's been in theater. So we're going to cover that one like right away. Yeah. Um, and it's just I never thought I would ever think or say my expectations for the Suicide Squad are through the roof. I know. I know. It's like you fooled me once, but. But you got James Gunn Okay, you're about here. to fool me again. And then finally, this is it. And then it's all you. The cast of this movie before they filmed famously the the fellowship of lord of the rings or most of them um when they finished filming they got tattoos like yep. matching tattoos yep. it's some it's i think it's 11 and elvish so cool i think you know they did this huge thing well this cast was like this is we yeah i think i've heard about this we want to do this yeah so um and and margot robbie had an uh, an ink gun and she or a tattoo gun and she says like let's all give each other tattoos so they didn't hire an artist, and they got... That sounds like something the Suicide Squad would do. They got the word squad tattooed on them, and it's spelled um, S-K-A-W-D, which is really bad. Um, and so they were all giving them to each other, and Will Smith was given one to Rick Flagg, and they're like, okay, Will, like, let's give you one, and he said no. So he, he gave <laughs> yeah, a yeah, tattoo... Yeah. To, the guy posted it on Instagram and was like, this is a bad tattoo. Like, yeah. Will Smith did a bad job on this tattoo. He was kind of joking, but yeah. he was serious. Um, and Will Smith is like, I don't have any tattoos, and I'm not going to start now. But everyone else got tattoos. Oh, my and gosh. So they have, so they have squad tattooed on their body for this stupid movie that no one likes. Well, I hope they're all still friends, at least. <laughs> that's the ultimate i mean we could stop the episode right there that's the funniest thing so that's that is (laughs) the making of suicide squad jordan okay tell me about those actors so will smith um as anyone would know fresh prince men in black i am legend uh the uh bad boys gemini man Jared Leto, like we said, Requiem for a Dream, Dallas Buyers Club. He is in Thin, Thin Red Line because everyone else is. Um, he was also in Blade Runner 2049. And there was another one that I had remembered. Oh, Panic Room. He is really good in Panic Room, too. I did actually mention that earlier. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like there was another one I forgot of. Well, we, I mean, we I know, I just, talked about I him just, pretty thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did come out with the little things this year. Is, if that was what you were thinking of. Uh, no, that wasn't. I was thinking of a good performance <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or a good movie that he was yeah. in. Um, Margot Robbie, Wolf of Wall Street, was her big, big breakout. Uh, she's also in Itania. And if no one has seen Itania, watch Itania. She is incredible in that movie. Uh, she's also in Bombshell, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Mary Queen of Scots. She's huge. Mm-hmm. Um. Viola Davis, who's in The Help, Fences, uh, recently Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Widows. Did she she win? I already forgot. I don't think she won. No, I don't think so. Was that Best best Actress or Best Supporting? I think that was Best Actress. Best Actress went to Frances. 
That's right. Yeah. There were, there were like weird, weird people were in this movie. David Harbour's in this movie. Yeah. Which was yeah. just random stranger things. Everyone. Um, Ike Barinholtz in, is in this movie. Uh, he's like the really annoying, uh, annoying prison guard. Yeah. I think he actually, he's fine. I think he is funny. No, he does it well. Yeah. It's, he I, like, like knows what he's doing. He's that is like his character trait. He's an annoying person. Yes. So he, totally. he does it well. And there's, I do think that there are funny moments with him. Sure, I guess. <laughs> Common's in this movie? Yeah, Common <laughs> is in this movie. Um, Jai Courtney we've talked about. Ezra, oh, well, we won't touch on that. Who am I? Kara uh, Delavine. I should have looked up how to pronounce oh, that before. She um, is one of the worst actresses working today by about 40,000 miles. <laughs> well... She gets a lot of work. She's in Paper Towns, uh, Valerian. Wait. Is it it's called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Anna Karenina. She was in this weird fairy show with Orlando Bloom recently that looked <laughs> really bad. She must have the best agent in the world. She must have the same agent that um uh, oh gosh, what is his Jason Manzukas has? No, 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 because oh, he's a he's a talented actor. But to the, today you said he must have the best agent. Well, yes, but I didn't mean it the way I'm meaning. This. Sure, I, I get that. Yeah, she must have the best agent, and it must be the same agent as James Corden. Okay, because they both are about as bad as it gets, and they just get roles. Don't you all think the everyone's kind of done with James Corden though? Absolutely, and no one is. A, no one likes James Corden. All I know that he's in these days is Peter Rabbit. Yeah, but he's still... It's I'm like, saying I wonder if there's going to be a drop-off. I hope so. But every time there's a new animated movie, it's like starring James yeah. Gordon. Well, if that if that's all he's going to do, I mean... Yeah, I mean... I've never listened to him do a uh, voice acting that I can remember. Yeah. Maybe he's not bad at it. He is. Joel Kinnaman, uh, who plays Rick Flagg. Yeah. So he is in The Killing. Okay. Okay. Um, he's also in House of Cards. Uh, he's in RoboCop. Oh, he is RoboCop, I think, in the remake. Oh, okay. I think I remember seeing that in a trailer. Let's see if he's top build. He top build. Wow, they got Gary Oldman and Michael Keaton for RoboCop. Wow. That's crazy. So that's him. Well, remember, we've discovered I, I, getting Gary Oldman, I don't think, is as hard that's, as we thought it that's was. That's a very good point. Very, very true. That's weird. I don't. This guy is just an extra, <laughs> but his IMDb picture is him posing with James Gandolfini. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's a weird picture too. It's not even like. Can you show images. it to me? I gotta see it. <laughs> just like a personal selfie he took or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> so if anyone wants to see this, um, it is Ho Chow H O and then last name C H O W. <laughs> that's amazing good for him scott eastwood's in this movie for some reason uh adam beach who plays slipknot for two seconds <laughs> i <laughs> this movie's so bad well i'm not this is not worth going much further i just want to the the cast list is all messed up on here because there are a lot of people in it which is oh, usually yeah. what happens i think i'm done I'm fine with that. I think that's a fine representation of the movie. Okay. 
Do we jump into the plot? Oh, Diablo. I Diablo. didn't get him. Hit Diablo. Played by Jay Hernandez. He's in Hostel. He is in the original Hostel. He is, I think, the Hostel guy. Well, I shouldn't say that. He's in Hostel 2 as well. He's in Hawaii Five O, Magnum P.I., Bright. He's in Bright. Uh, Scandal, Bat, A Bad Mom's Christmas. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Cool. And now I'm done. Okay. So, uh, I mean, unpacking this movie. The movie begins, and they do one of the most baffling things I've ever seen in a movie. They intro the movie showing Will Smith. And they're like, this is dead shot. I think he's, it, he's punching a punching bag. Yeah. And Ike Barinholtz is, you know, saying stuff like, here, eat this food. It suck. It's got all the stuff. And you Will need. Smith provokes him to, get, and they beat him up. Yeah. And it's playing this, this pop song. I don't remember which one it, it is, is. Without joking and without exaggeration, a new classic rock song and sometimes pop song every 10 seconds. And, and the thing is, if you watch something like, Goodfellas or a Casino or something. Martin Scorsese, well, he's the master. So yeah. I mean, but but he's gonna have like pop songs every s- scene about. Yeah. Um, and I'm using pop songs as in like popular songs and uh-huh. umbrella, not like Katy Perry. Yeah. That's not how I'm referring to it here. Um, but they have unique purposes. So when you watch a movie and you think about the song, it actually illuminates something about the movie. This doesn't even set moods correctly. It doesn't. And and the thing it does is it's like it, it tricks you into thinking something is cool because you like the song, not because it's actually cool or yep. it's actually good. Yep. So it, it, it'll play a song for 10 seconds, and then it goes to the next scene. It shows Harley Quinn in her cell licking bars and being all sexual and it plays another song for 10 seconds mm-hmm. and then it says it shows viola davis well yeah so then it's the title drop and, yeah and, and it's playing sympathy it's, for the devil yeah and it's, there's viola davis she's having dinner with david harbour and another guy and yeah. <laughs> she is telling him her she's going so basically they introduce two big characters which is obviously their agents fought well you know it's obviously in the script but it just feels like they had the both the two most aggressive agents will smith and margot robbie or managers that were like you put them before the title card see you do not put will smith after the title card I like this take but I don't think that's what happened. It is I yeah no I know. But I think the, this is a studio thing. And I think you're right. Well, it also just feels like oh my gosh guys, we got Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. We need to like pl- plaster his face everywhere. It just feels like they <laughs> they know what they have and they don't know how to use it correctly. Yeah. Meaning Will Smith. Yeah. So Viola Davis is at dinner. She's got a binder on all of the files of everybody. Yeah. And then we are introduced to them again. We're introduced to Deadshot first. Yeah. And it's a long it's introduction. Like five, six, seven minutes. And, and with every and we've already, <laughs> already been introduced. And with every character that she introduces, but she doesn't even get to all of them because later on when they're like out doing their thing, there are people you don't recognize. And obviously yeah. they're the ones who are gonna die. But they yeah. couldn't even like have the illusion of their importance somehow. It's crazy. So, with every person they introduce, there's like little stats around that Which show this like this is like their oh, crime trailer people edited are. this. It is the font is so unreadable, and it's not. There's so much information on it. No one's reading it. No one's reading 
the, all of the garbage you've put on the screen. You're just like looking at Will Smith being a hitman. That's really, you don't even yeah. need to put stats on it. It doesn't add anything. Well, and, and like, like in Deadshot, so we find out about his daughter and how he's motivated by, you know, he wants to help out his daughter, but he kills people and he never misses. Okay. All right. Cool. That's his thing. I get it. Um, Batman shows up. Now, I'm assuming, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like um, as much as I am not a fan of this version of Batman, this is not Zack Snyder's Batman that shows up. Oh, no, not at all. This, I think, is probably a reshoot of them being like, well, we're really worried about this movie. Throw Batman into it. Because he shows up and he's like, he's he's saying stuff, uh, you know, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter, and throws handcuffs to him. It's like, well, first of all, you're doing it in front of his daughter. Well, so. maybe he grew a heart after Batman versus Superman. Yes, and that is definitely possible. But especially in his next show up, which is very egregious, which we'll talk about right after this. Uh, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is just like they didn't consult Zach on any of this. No. You know, um, so then we see Harley Quinn and it starts showing her her stats and of course, she she fell in love with the Joker, and he zapped her she, brain. She was a psychologist or a psychiatrist, like a forensic one, whatever. And he was the Joker was on her list of people to take care of. Yeah, and he slowly manipulated her and made her crazy. Blah blah blah. That's the lore yeah. of it. And and yeah. so we're seeing all that. It's flashing. It's so many different colors. It's insane. It's intense. And it's just an overload already. We're yeah. 10 minutes into this movie. Yeah. Well, is this this the... the I, mean, I think it is because both of their introductions are like... They feel like they're both 10 minutes each. They feel <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. it. Um, because the, they go on for so long, you're like, what is this showing? Yeah. Because is this the part with her where they're at the strip club and it's just basically a Joker scene? I think it might be. Okay, if I'm misremembering... Who cares it makes if you're sense. misremembering? But from how I'm remembering it, it's like... There and, and maybe their their idea is you know Harley Quinn by knowing Joker, which is also yeah. like well that really is bad writing because Harley Quinn is a character and yeah. like you finally are deciding to put this character in a live action. I mean I don't mm -hmm. think she's ever been put on a live action no. thing before. So that's very exciting for Harley Quinn fans, uh, and you're just gonna show her through a dude. Yeah. It's how it feels. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't, I've never read a Batman comic with Harley Quinn. So like, maybe that's just really how it is. But also it's like, I, I don't think so because they've made a complete, a standalone Harley Quinn movie with Margot Robbie. Yeah. As far as I know, no Joker. Well, in the, you, yeah, well, so we'll get to that. It's one. just like a weird scene with him, with Joker and common talking about, I don't even know what they're talking about. Probably. I, who, who could know? Well, yeah. Joker's like this big time gangster. I guess who has like grills and stuff and wears brass knuckles, I think. And he's, he asked Harley Quinn to come over and he tells her to dance, like well, give like, a lap dance he's like to common pimping her out. Yeah. And then common goes, Oh, I don't want any trouble. And then he goes, it's, it's like, it's supposed to play as that. You can't trust this guy. He's crazy. That's how it's yeah. supposed to play. Yeah. But it plays as I don't get his motivation at all. And I know his motivation is chaos, but this doesn't make any sense because he, he tries to pimp her out and then he goes, no, 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 man, I don't want to disrespect your girl. And then he says something like, well, uh, you know, um, you should like her. You don't think she's pretty or whatever? Okay. And then shoots him. 
I don't get it. So then we have this inexplicable scene. After we've already had a full scene, and these are all flashbacks, Batman shows up, stops Harley Quinn and Joker, who are driving around on their date night, and there's a whole, like, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. It's just, you know, she's unconscious, he gives her mouth-to-mouth, she kisses it. It's just like, ugh. Oh, brother. Boring. And, And... So we see all of that. Then we see Boomerang, who is in a cell. Or not a cell, he's in a diamond store stealing stuff. And Flash shows up, and he does one of his many great bits that we'll talk about um, in Justice League. Is the Flash quippy in comic books? I have never read a comic book with Flash in it. Okay, just curious. But um, as, as was aptly put by some review of Snyder Cut... Uh, Ezra Miller plays as like someone who's taken like their first class at UCB or something like that. Uh-huh. I mean, he's he's woof 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 woof. I mean, I used to really like him, and now I straight up don't like him anymore. I'm not interested in seeing him in roles. Um, I think he's just making some really. Uh, I I think he's making some choices that are like you'd be stupid for not doing it. Yeah, but they've turned out to be you're kind of stupid for doing it. Definitely. I kind of feel bad for him. And Ezra, nah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We get to see Killer Croc. Uh, Killer Croc is cool. He looks cool. I think he looks really cool. I don't get how they do the blinking thing. Blinking like a crocodile. Yeah, probably CG. You think so? Probably. It looks so good. It looks great. Um, Yeah, I'm curious how long that person was in makeup. Yeah. I think he looks cool, and and this is just like now that we've had this many years of comic books, if you're gonna make Killer Croc, just go all the way, make well, him like have make a him big, big old snout, make him a long tail, long tail, just go crazy with it. Yeah, but I think that's partially the times. You know, he's got to yeah. look kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. We we get introduced to Diablo, who shoots fire, and they they make him feel like the big like. Like the heart of the movie. Yeah, which is confusing to me because the movie is so bad and most of the movie does not pertain to him mm-hmm. because he shoots fire and he's killed a lot of people and when they get into his backstory a little bit, he's done stuff with like gang done stuff for gangs and stuff, ended up killing his family. Uh and he doesn't he will not uh participate in like violence anymore. Like not use his powers, nothing. He will not Pretty do it. Pretty interesting idea. It is. And they just don't do anything with they it. They throw it away. They they try. They they definitely try, but it's like half-assed. Yeah. Trying. It's it's not good. Yeah. And then we get introduced to Enchantress, the witch. Now, Jordan, could you please take it away? Because I know you have some choice things to say about archaeology. Well, yeah, I got it's it is nitpicky, but I am holding them up to the standard because you got to think about these things. First of all, okay, so she is an archaeologist. She's she they find this cave with like the shrine. They, I don't even I can't remember if they say what country it's in, but it's not Europe because later on when she becomes enchantress, she's British. And it like has an accent and it's like, I don't know if she would have a British accent. She probably would be speaking another language, which like she was to her brother. She was speaking 
um, whisper language. Yeah, that, that every every uh, evil pr- uh, antagonist is either doing a deep, like if they're a guy, it's deep and la la la. la. But if it's a girl, it's like this, and we are Yeah. So that's cool. That's (laughs) rough. Also, so she's down here at the shrine. She finds like a a doll, and the first thing she does as an archaeologist is break its head off. Yeah. Already completely lost credibility for the rest of the movie for me for her, for like that character. Yeah. Uh, Bad archaeologist. (laughs) Obviously, when she she's no indie. No, she's not. Um, she didn't have a whip even with her. Yeah. Um, so the 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 witch gets into her that way. Maybe she wanted it. I guess. I don't think you it, need it to was give them that so, much credit. Th- but th- like her so character her her character was so bad that it's like I'm I kind of want to read a comic with her to to know. I, I just need it to be explained to me in a way that's not. By the end of it, it's like I get that version of this. So she becomes a witch called Enchantress and the, the the acting choices are just appalling. And later on in the movie too, I don't even, I think it's just motion capture. It is appalling. She does a weird dance thing. She's always dancing. Oh, it is. Like like belly dancing almost. I was almost. so it's mad so weird. in the theater anytime she was on screen for stuff like that. Um, but the, her whole thing is Viola Davis has her heart so they can like uh, she can they can like force her to work for them or whatever it is because she has her heart and it is like I'm kind of interested in that but this is awful this is just so sucks and is boring this is so, so sucks, sucks. <laughs> so that's that character yeah so she's and okay so here is something we're we're obviously tearing this movie apart you can tell we hate it there's so many things we hate about it but. Here is my biggest issue with the movie on a story level. You have these insane villains. Um, It's supposed to be a villain team up. The marketing campaign was worst heroes ever. And what do you make them do? Okay, the government has implants and they make them do missions that they can have no culpability in if they're found out. Okay, fine. That that is a pretty cool idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But then what they do is they make a r- really bad villain that's supposed to like outvillain them. And it's just like why why couldn't they have done and I don't know what it would be. I'm sure there's plenty of source material to choose from. This feels from. like they didn't use source material. Yeah, it's just not it's not that interesting to take the most bad villains ever, um make them all good guys. By by force, and then by the end of the movie, they're like, "Yeah, we're good guys." I also have and a we problem. Killed the the villain. Yeah, I also have a problem with like, okay, so the this villain ends up trying to take over the world. Shocker! Yeah. They all do, I guess, which is annoying to me. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's like they're at that point where it's really trying to take over the world or whatever, and then it's like, okay, then where is Batman at this point? Yeah. Where is Wonder Woman? They would be here. There's a beam that's being shot up into the sky for hours in this world. Where are they? How come they're not trying to figure it out? They're not taking a day off. And and I know like the the argument would be, you know, this villain was basically created by Viola Davis, so she's trying to cover her butt. That's why she, you know, shoots the people the the that work for her. And so that's why she needs the suicide suicide squad to get them. But don't 
I, I guess just make the villain do something besides take over the world. Make her like want to kill Viola Davis, and that's their only goal, and they yeah. have to stop her from doing that or something. Yeah, it's just so uninteresting. The villain. Yeah, and this is a movie that's supposedly all villains, and by the end they're like, "We're family now." I know it's just it's so much more fun when it's self-contained. And yeah. it's not this big, huge thing that's going to affect all these huge things. It's like, why can't characters just develop? Yeah. And I'm I'm really curious what the story of The Suicide Squad is yeah. going to be. I, I trust James Gunn. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if he said, I'm doing the exact same story, I'd be like, okay, it's going to be know. really good this time. That would time. be great. But um, uh, it's, uh, it's just mind-blowing. So we got to get past this dinner scene. Well, we, <laughs> we have to talk about one more. Because the, the Viola Davis says, and I also have uh, a military man who's not a villain. His name's oh, Rick yeah, Flag. This, is, this was like so. I I can't believe it. didn't like this didn't irk me the first time I saw it because I don't not I do not remember this. Well, because the first hour of this movie, you and I are sitting there like we're trying so oh, hard to bad, like it, but I want to like it. I want to like yeah. it. So she explains Rick Flag, who's a military man. Now, what do military people do? They follow orders. That is what they do. Now, a good military person won't be like a Nazi and follow orders that are that bad, but that is what you are trained to do. Uh-huh. That is training. So, and, and when she's introducing him, she's talking about how he, he's a special missions person. He does all yeah. of the hardest missions. And what I kind of found funny when they were showing him, it was just... Hit, hit them proving to us visually that he was really good was him just shooting people um <laughs> which is just like doesn't really make sense yeah. anymore um like going into rooms and, and just shooting, like shooting everybody in the head conceivably anybody who's yeah. moving in the room um but yeah so he is apparently really good stop there do not go further stop but no they don't stop they keep going he falls yeah. in love with Echantress. well like the the girl Yes, I've moved. Julian it's like Dr. Moon, Moon or something like that. Um, he falls in love with her, so she needs to blackmail him to so that he will follow her so orders. So that he will follow her orders, lady. He's already working for you. You don't need to blackmail him. You're paying him to just he's in the military. It makes no sense. No sense at all. Amazing. So then she decides I'm going to present this to the Pentagon. And she's presenting it to all the guys in the Pentagon, uh, Viola Davis, and they're like, "What are you crazy? This is insane!" And you know they're they're talking about Superman and some of that stuff, um, which like that that's that um, that's fine. That, it's interesting. Yeah, um, I think you know it's all not great and not all not really well written, so it's not as interesting as it should be. Right. But it is this like fun thought experiment. Like the world kind of hates Superman. Yeah. And is distrustful of him. Why would they allow the villains to become the new superheroes? Yeah. It's interesting. It, it is funny, though. I, I just thought of this, too, that like the one of the main arcs of Batman v Superman is that this god came down from the heavens, Superman, uh-huh. and now the world is different. And then this movie kind of posits, oh, yeah, there's been all these villains for a really long time. Do you see what I mean? Yep. Because, like, it was like Superman brought, like, the hero and villain well, age with Well, that's the issue him. with this whole, whole DCEU thing. Because when Marvel started, obviously, at the very first at Iron Man, they weren't, like, sure that this was going to continue for 10 years. Yeah. 
but they were like they they were like aware of what it could be this yeah. is just there is no uh foresight this is them saying we are years behind marvel yes marvel started in 2008 and we were doing the dark knight we got to catch up and we need to shove it into and three like, movies. Well, well, Marvel like did basically did their time, you know. Yeah. If you want to think about it, like wait, they like they of course you know I fell off, but I came back. But like they earned our trust, <laughs> kind they, of they in made that way. F- uh, f- four or five movies before they made Avengers. Uh huh. Of different characters just Self being their own contained, characters. Self-contained. Of course, they all have their post-credit scene stuff to yeah. get you excited. But yeah. It doesn't make sense. I didn't it, even think about that. About them making the separate. Ab- oh stuff. no! About how they in the last movie made such a big deal about Superman is like yeah, oh, yeah, has yeah. powers, and then in this movie, which I don't really actually know what the timeline is. I don't yeah. Know, well, it's actually after. It's after. It is after for yeah. sure. So then it is like you have all these people with you have a lizard man. You have a lizard man, and, and, and you're not questioning it then. And. And I, we are going way into the weeds of like being nitpicky, okay? But it's like they've already established like a prison that can hold these types of people, yeah. like super powered people as well. Yeah. And and earlier this year, Superman died. I mean, what are we talking about here? On a logic. Well, I, basis. D- I do. I do get like a tiny part. Of, well, government wise, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But it is like this does feel like a well kept secret. Yeah, and and if, but government-wise, doesn't make sense. If this was if this was a good movie, I would tell people with that kind of complaint, I'd be like, forget about it. Who cares? Yeah. But the movie's so bad that it doesn't earn you looking over things like that. Yep. Um. So then we also have Deadshot. So so at the oh at the board meeting, the Pentagon when yeah. Viola Davis is pitching her whole thing, and they really don't want it, and she gets a chantress to come and uh basically like prove her worthiness to all of them right right she goes to tehran in a second and comes back with these files that they've been trying to get for years um i mean that's kind of cool it, i'm gonna give them like, credit on that that's the leverage you know like that's crazy <laughs> so um they're like they, struggling they, to give them the compliment <laughs> <laughs> so they agree yeah to uh get them ready yeah and then um, now they're like putting together the team. Yeah. And we have this uh, whole sequence with Will Smith being dead shot, shooting on ammo. Of course, there's another pop song playing. I think it's Guess Who's Back, Back Again, Shady's Back, Tell a Friend. Mm-hmm. Or no, that's when the whole team is getting together. Well, there's also uh, uh, Seven Nation Army. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's two. In one scene, there's yeah. two songs like that. Oh, my gosh. And then we cut to Joker. And he is. See, this is. Oh wait, yeah. This, this is, is another so problem with this movie. Is this movie just does stuff because, like the songs, because it sounds cool or because it looks cool, but it serves no function. There's plenty of cool stuff in uh, even like Batman v Superman. There's cool stuff, but it, it has a purpose. Mm. Even though we didn't love it, and there's stuff we don't like, it's still like, well, on a logical level, I can understand why you did that quote-unquote cool thing, mm-hmm. even if I didn't like it. This is just, Joker's just in his room, and he's saying, oh, we got to break Harley out. <laughs> and then he lays down, and there's just a circle of knives. There's baby clothes laid out, and he's laid down. 
and the camera pans up that's just away. a trailer shot yeah there's you don't put that in the movie there's no um, use to that shot so around this time too uh ike Barinholtz is um at a club gambling who is the he is a uh, like a prison guard yeah, yeah um and joker uh i like blackmails him into like helping him communicate with harley or whatever so then later on broad daylight no one's whispering <laughs> just full volume talking he slips her a cell phone yeah, that yeah. the joker will communicate with her with texture on yeah and t- throughout the rest of the movie yeah there are so many eyes that saw this yeah and no one does a darn thing and and on on top of all that joker slips her a cell phone so that he can say i'm coming i'm on my way yep he doesn't give her instructions nope there's nothing there's one point where he says like um now yep and a huge helicopter comes out and starts shooting them. So, you know, that's that's enough to know. Um, so now the team is, like, assembled, and they're putting on their costumes, and um, this guy shows up, and they're like, hey, this is Slipknot. Okay. No, the, he doesn't get a title sequence. And so it was that thing that you talked about I, in theaters it was like oh so this guy dies yep <laughs> pretty immediately <laughs> which it's that is i mean in our dark knight rises episode i talked about how the character i can't remember her al ghul name but this this daughter of raz al ghul miranda whatever her name is she has like the worst death scene uh-huh. it's so bad but i think as far as a setup to a death and all that stuff, this has got to be up there with Slipknot. They, they try to escape him and, um, what's his name? Terminator Genesis guy. Guy Courtney. Guy Courtney. They, and he sh- he shoots his gun and he, uh, it, it has a grappling hook and he goes up into the air and then he shoots another one and then the guy just presses the button and he just falls. And it is like, Huh? Be- because I know that they wanted to demonstrate that they will kill them. Yeah. But you've got to do it in a better way than that. I know. It, it-, it was so, so bad. Yeah, it was very bad. And it- it's laughable. I That might have got a laugh in the theaters. I'm not sure, but that might have got a laugh. Yeah. So they put on all their costumes. Um, meanwhile, Ent- Enchantress frees her brother into a guy in the subway. Well... <sighs> Which let's so say- what's the situation there? So uh, Rick Flag and her are in the subway. Why are they in the subway? I don't remember. Is he trying to like bust remember. her out so that she can be free? No, because they had like a bomb or something with them. I don't I remember. Don't, and my head hurts even thinking about it. But but she escapes uh-huh. as enchantress, and then she has this brother randomly. I mean that's fine. That's maybe nitpicking, but um. And then she just uh, gives, like, possesses a man in, uh-huh. in a bathroom. Uh-huh. And then the man goes outside of the, and like, and he's in the train and he, he just starts, that like, killing creepy. people. But this... It looked like they were trying to do a thing. The thing kind oh, of thing. Sure. And, uh, whatever. That's the inside. That's what gets me. Yeah. And, and let's just say that if, even for the time, the CG on Enchantress and her brother. Is like five years old looking yeah, for the is, time. His design is bad too. I mean, 
maybe that's what he looks like in the comic books, but you could have animated it in a better way or designed it a little bit better. When he fights Diablo, you pointed out like they're basically the same color. So so it it just doesn't mesh. I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so they, I don't know why they go to the first place (laughs) they go to in the city. And I I mean that, that's probably on me for the first part. Uh, the second part on them, Yeah. but this part, I think they're going here because it might have been the heart of what of an incident that just happened. Yeah, and that's where these weird like stone pulsating head things are. And Bad they have design. It's yeah, it's whatever. It's just so blah. Yeah. Um. So they fight it out with them. So you see them all fighting a little bit. See see what they can do. Um. There is a character Katana who was on Rick Flagg's team, and it is like, why is this whole movie just not about her? Could I explain? Yeah. Some. This is Katana. She carries the swords of her victims or the souls of her victims in her sword. I wouldn't mess with her if I was you. Okay. Uh huh. Okay, that's called a, an expedi- exposition dump. Yeah. And that is poor writing. She, it's just such a waste of a character. Hmm. Don't put her in the movie. She doesn't need to be in this movie. Honestly, give her her own movie. I'll watch it. She sounds cool. She does. But for it to get and her design, I really liked sentences. her design too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was just so ridiculous though. It's crazy. So they they do this whole like fight in the alley with these uh, these weird things that you were just talking about, which are basically people that, that have are, been infected. Yeah. Um. And, of course, Will Smith is like, were those people that we killed? And the guy's like, that might have been. They're not people anymore. And, of course, the whole team, this team of supervillains is really distraught that they just killed a bunch of people. Okay. Because um, we got to show that humanity and all these great villains. Well, if they want to do that, they just need to do, it just needs to be written better. Because I, yeah. I get it. It's like they are bad guys, but it's not like they're serial killers. None of them are serial killers yeah. that I can even remember. They just are criminals. They Will Smith will not kill someone unless he is hired to do so. Yeah. And like Harley Quinn, she's just nuts. Right. In a, in a fun way that we all laugh at, you know? Yeah. And Jai Courtney just wants... He, he's like rifling through people's possessions that are dead. Like he just steals things. Right. So like, I, I get that they don't want to kill people. That's not their thing. And I, it's like, even with Rick flag being like, this is, isn't this what you guys do though? Like you can even show some of that in it. Yeah. But it's just not written. Well, none of it, none of it. So they, they've, they've done all of that. And, um, Will Smith. So this whole time Diablo's not fighting. He's uh-huh. he's refused to do it, and Will Smith gets him to fight by tapping him and saying, "Come on, you need to fight." And he's like, "Stop touching me, man!" And then he hits him some more. And he he's goes, calling him essay, which I didn't like. Yeah, and and he keeps saying, and and the guy's like, "Stop it, stop!" Like it, it's literally like, uh-huh. "Quit hitting yourself, quit hitting yourself, uh-huh. quit." And then he goes, "Oh!" <laughs> and he shoots the fire beams, and they all kind of look at him. We knew you had it in you. Yeah. We really are becoming a family. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go up these steps. Yeah, they're so walking they're, up well, these stairs. They're the skyscraper and uh-huh. like the fire thing happened in there. Uh, and you're the whole time. I mean, at one point I'm like, why are they in here? Don't they need to get down to a subway? Isn't that where this is all at? Why do they need to go up in a skyscraper? Which I think we just missed. No, it doesn't make it. Even if they did explain it, they did not accomplish their goal. Okay. okay. Because so they're. 
uh, oh yeah so we'll get to the stair scene so they're in the stairwell harley looks down and is yeah, overtaken take it by away. a memory take it away of uh a flashback of her and joker in some like chemical plant the same one from tim burton's batman we only can assume not as fun looking no it looks and bad the, none of the chemical vats ha- are have color in them it's just milk it's like so boring to look at um so then he you know that this is just like is this what you wanted rebecca <laughs> this, <yeah. laughs> this is this is like batman versus superman where i mean e- even just this whole series where characters say things that are supposed to be profound but they actually they just sat like as you're writing your first draft and it's just like would you die for me and she's like yeah and, and then it's like oh I'm, I'm doing so good writing right now because i just thought of this would you live for me <laughs> 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 and she's like yeah and that is like that is be such careful. bad writing it be just, careful what you wish for in that there first Harley draft girl. delirium that you're in it just feels and sounds good but it just doesn't mean anything and then she jumps off of her own free will into a vat and then he's kind of like oh screw it and, and then he takes he off his coat and he her. dives in and they're kissing in this vat and suddenly there is now color i don't even know uh thematically symbolically metaphorical color that that their love colors this milk vat (laughs) so bad and so then it flash it goes back to the present uh she holds a gun up to deadshot and she says have you ever been in love and it's like oh my gosh this is so boring yeah I was starting to, like, you know when you watch a bad movie and it's so fun for the first hour? Yeah. This is when I was like, oh, wait, but we are watching a bad movie. Yeah. And I'm starting to lose it. And you you were kind of like, can we finish this tomorrow? And I said, no, let's finish it tonight. Yeah. Um. So they get up to the top of the skyscraper and you find out that Viola Davis is up here with her team. And it just seems like Rick Flagg's just, he came up here to yell at her. Because yeah. he's mad. Like, you... I didn't even get it. And she shoots all of her team. Yeah. And she's like, they had, they were not even cleared for this, for what is happened now. And it's like, is that supposed to me make me think she's tough? Yeah. Or something. I just don't get that. So they walked all the way up these stairs, risked their lives so that Rick Flag can just yell at her. Yeah. What? How does that move the story along? It doesn't move anything along. And then, Joker comes and saves Harley Quinn. Yes. They're okay. Another thing is there's like three or four helicopter crashes in this movie and everyone's completely fine. Yeah. Okay. Comic book. I will take that. But it is just wild. It is wild because the, the, the carnage that they show. And, and no one's even like got a scratch on them from it. I, I'm just and always. No, conf- I don't see anyone wearing a seatbelt either. Yeah. I, I'm just always confused why, especially like. Okay, a helicopter, it's 100% CGI in these uh, shots. Why don't they just make the crash look less intense? Uh, it wouldn't... They could do it, and then it would just be a little more believable. I mean, there's a shot in this movie where a, the the helicopter that Harley Quinn is in gets blown up, and she jumps out of the helicopter, flips, lands on a building, and just runs to the edge and like is able to stop herself. Yeah. Out of a helicopter, this woman survives. Yep. 
And she's wearing heels. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't wait till we can we see Black Widow and be back in the MCU. We didn't talk about this either, but earlier when their first helicopter was shot down, it was shot down by Joker and no one questioned. No one was like, who's, yeah, yeah. who's shooting us down? They just were like, oh, we're all good. Let's go on with the mission. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So then she gets in with Joker. That helicopter gets shot down. Uh, she She's fine. She thinks Joker's dead unfortunately he's not um so where do they go after this do they go to the subway well uh then you know deadshot is commanded a shooter and then he misses yeah and uh but then they're all back together they're reunited and it feels so good and then they kind of that song i'm actually surprised they didn't since everything's so either on the nose or absolutely has nothing to do with them Actually, I don't think there's anything on the nose except for sympathy for the devil at the beginning. Uh, so then she, the, well, I don't remember where Viola Davis goes, but she goes off somewhere and the group's together. They got to head to the subway, but they're basically like, we're not your pawns. We're not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go get a drink. And then we have what I can only describe as the heart and soul of this movie, where everything just comes around. And we get to see, you know, Diablo tell his backstory while he has a dancing woman on his that he's making with flames. And that made no sense. And, it and was so weird. The heart behind something like that. And we get to hear, you know, Harley Quinn say, What do we owe the world? We're we're all pretty inside. Or we're all you know, but Killer Croc, you're really ugly. And he's like, No, I'm not. You know, he's there's one of his five lines in the movie. And then they're kind of like, you know what? Let's go do this. Well, Rick Flag comes in, and they're like, oh, yes. we don't want to talk to you anymore. And he gives Will Smith letters from his daughter that she's been writing to him every day since he's been in prison, and he just now found out. Yeah. Um, because at this point, Rick Flag is like, I'm done. I give up too. And they're like, we don't care about you. And he smashes the computer that would. He, where you can touch a button and it would kill him. So they're like all free. Mm-hmm. I do think it's funny that Jai Courtney immediately runs out. Yeah. When that happens. That was, that was funny. He, he doesn't come back, right? He comes back. He does. Yeah. He, he comes back. Oh, it would have um, been, it would make sense that one of them would be like, screw this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah. And then, then they go to the subway. I think, I mean, you know, your movie's bad when Jai Courtney's like you're in the top three performers, yeah. right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Um, Jai, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. <laughs> but you might want to listen to our Terminator Genesis episode first before you decide if you want to come on. Um, yeah, so then they go to Enchantress and uh, they, you know, they have to defeat her. She shows them all the desires of their heart. Mm-hmm. And I guess Deadshot's desire is to kill Batman. Because he shoots him, right? Or he, he does something with Batman. I kind of forgot really what it was. I can't really Capture or kill Batman. So that's his desire. And then I know that Harley's was, uh, she she was, you know, living the suburban life with Joker. Which I actually liked that. That that yeah. could have been cool. Um, Diablo sees his family. And then he, and this I kind of like, he's like, no, this isn't real. Yeah, and he, he knows it's not real out. because, I mean, they're dead. Yeah. Um, and and so he becomes like so he he says that basically he has like the devil inside him 
So what I imagine is when he like transforms, he like transforms into the devil or a version of whatever the yeah, thing is yeah. that's within him. Um, it, it, it like does, I, I mentioned the design, but like we said, it's the same color as the other dude. Uh-huh. So when they fight, I just don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he dies. You know, it's the point of the fight where you think they're going to lose, but no one actually thinks they're going to lose. And I also hate how he he's like, you messed with my friends. Yeah. Come on. It's, Again, it's fine. that can work in a James Gunn movie because... You know, like in oh, Guardians. I believe that they're friends in this James Gunn movie. And and I, that's the problem. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in Guardians, they are able to hold that Infinity Stone because of the power of friendship. Because of the power of friendship. I know it's and because they, he's half celestial, but and you know what's it so is kind good of a about the writing thing. of those movies is you get through that movie where they're all meeting each other and learning about each other, and it is so beautiful. And in the next movie, one of the biggest plot points is Rocket and uh, Star Lord. Fighting. Oh, oh yes yeah fighting like brothers because they hate each other but they also hate themselves mm-hmm. like there's still so much character development to happen yeah. and that's why it's so good yeah. this is just like we're all bad that's our one thing in common we're friends and it's <laughs> like no one's that simple so then um they defeat enchantress takes them a while it's i mean it is a it, you it could not be a more forgettable fight it's it's just this thing too where like uh, she's you know promising them she won't kill them whatever like if they surrender and harley's like that sounds pretty good i'll do it <laughs> yeah. and there's no gun in the closet of, of cutting to the sword on the ground she just bows down and picks up a sword and kills you're her. right yeah pulls out her heart blah 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 viola davis is not dead she just comes out there is not a scratch on her yeah her clothes are like perfectly pressed I got to say, Viola Davis, wonderful actor. She has never given a bad performance. And she seems so tired in this movie. Like, she is just so just like, let's let's go with my scenes. I got another movie to shoot today. Yeah, We got to get yeah. this done. Um, so she comes out totally fine. Doesn't seem phased at all by someone hacking into her brain. Uh-huh. And she's basically like, what do you guys want for doing the job? They're like freedom, and she goes, "Not gonna happen." But I can give you like TVs, and ten years off your sentence, espresso machine. Okay, and then and then it's awesome because then they play, like okay. So I don't like the movie up to this point, but then when they show them all in their cells, they play Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a song I like. And then I would go, "Wait a second, I like this movie." And you know they chose Bohemian Rhapsody because, oh, it doesn't pertain to them at all. Yeah. So Harley Quinn gets her espresso machine. Um, Joker breaks her out. Joker breaks her out. Um, uh, gut blood gunshot. What's his name? Will Deadshot. Smith? Deadshot. Deadshot. Jordan, come on. How could you forget the most memorable? <laughs> he gets visits with his daughter. Yeah. And Jai Courtney gets nothing. Yeah, he's oh, just screaming in a cell. Lizard alligator man gets uh, a TV. A TV and a burger. And uh, that's kind of the end of the movie. Yeah. And then there's a post, a mid-credit scene where Bruce Wayne meets Viola Davis, and he, he like gets a file on um, all these people. Oh yeah, that was it. Was just like s- such an eye roll for yeah. so many reasons. I mean, it's like, in what world would she ever give uh, Bruce Wayne 
this. But then it's also like, I don't know, it's a comic book. That you, yeah. It don't really hang up yeah. that much on it, but it's dumb. So, I mean, what else do we have to say about this movie? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's so bad. It's so so for for me watching the movie the first time, for a, a good portion, I really gave it a go. I really tried liking it. I think by the time they were all suiting up and the still like at the end of the first act, yeah, I was like, crap. I don't know if this is good. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. the movie starts going. The more it goes, the more I'm hating it. And then it's the scene when Dry Courtney throws a boomerang into a building oh, yeah, yeah. and there is apparently a camera attached to it and it is perfectly framed to show them <laughs> exactly what they need that is when you turned to me and said this is a bad movie right and i said yes <laughs> yeah and the rest is history and you know i do remember actually walking out of the theaters and being like because i loved jared leto so much at the time i remember being like well he wasn't given enough for us to really judge his joker yeah we can judge his Joker. It's yeah. it's the worst Joker. Well, you've seen more of it by now anyway. Well, only one scene in Snyder Cut. Oh, really? Only one? Yeah. They, they, what does well, he do? He, he, he was... The reception... Because here's the thing about this series that we're learning is it's very reactionary. So after Warner BVS... Brothers is one insecure company. That's and, what I've And learned. on the one hand, it's like, it's cool because they're listening to their uh-huh. consumers. Uh-huh. So when we say something like, hey... Jared Leto is the worst Joker we've ever seen. They go, fine. We're not going to hire him again. We don't care. We're not going to bring him in. We'll come up with something else. And like that's why their, their whole universe is starting to turn into what they're now calling the multiverse so that they don't have to worry about continuity. Yep. So they can have Patty Jenkins run Wonder Woman. They can have James Wan run Aquaman. So that Because those are the hits. They can have David Sandberg do... Uh, uh, Shazam, and he doesn't have to be ho- be like. Wait, that was the director of Shazam. Yeah, he's what has a, Scott Derrickson done? He did Doctor Strange. Oh, whoops! But they're both horror guys. Okay, I think that's just yeah. what I'm getting yeah. confused. Um, so on the one hand, that is cool, but on on the other hand, it's it's it is just it's just funny. It's just funny. But yeah, in well, the, it's just like I understand you're listening to the. Well, I'm assuming. I would like to think, you know, they are listening to the audience, listening to their complaints, but it's like, have some confidence, have some backbone. Yeah. Like sit down and plan the next, let's start small, five years of this franchise, not let's take a movie by movie. It's like, you really need to have a game plan and it feels like there's no game plan. Just wishful thinking. But it sounds like they did have a game plan, but people didn't like the game plan. And now that that small portion of people who liked it are now more vocal than the people who don't like it. And so they're trying to make that game plan the game plan again. Well, yeah. And I think it does also come to the the people who have the reins of this. They're just not great. Not that. Not that they're not great. They just don't have a good idea. Yeah. So it's... It is all over the place. It's wild. Um, and, and, and to answer your question in, in the Snyder Cut, the, the jo- there is like a 20, 15 minutes or so in another nightmare dream sequence that Batman has, and Joker is there. And it's like several of them all talking about how Superman has turned bad and they need to go kill several Superman Jokers? or something like that. Well, one Joker and several 
other people, like oh, Flash and okay. I think Wonder Woman. Okay. And the implication is Superman has destroyed the world. Uh-huh. And Joker's, you know, saying how he used to be Robin, basically, and oh, got okay. killed. And yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, man. Wow, okay. And you remember they did those promo pictures where he was Joker as um, in poses that Jesus was in? Well, I didn't see him, but yeah, I know about them. <laughs> those were as offensive as it gets, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, gotta say, as much as I was dreading watching this movie, I had a lot of fun rewatching it because it's just it's just a train wreck. So what's next? What's next? I believe I'm pretty sure is Wonder Woman. Okay. So we're gonna have our first like movie that I think we can objectively be like that was good, <laughs> and we don't have to add a bunch of qualifiers to like. Man of Steel, uh, it's kind of good. It's some. Uh, it'll be like I liked it. Okay. So that'll be really refreshing. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's Wonder Woman next. Almost positive. You'll find out next week. And then it's the worst of the worst. So Shazam's after Justice League? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I was like pretty out and I saw the trailers and I'm like, I'm not getting tricked again. And then I went and saw it and I was like, this movie's this is the best one for sure. <laughs> uh, that was a good plane movie. Yeah. It was a good theater movie. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed us just demolishing this movie. Uh, this month on Patreon, I think we're still doing The Kid Who Would Be King. Next month, it's Space Jam. So go to patreon.com slash M-I-C-A-H-M-C-C-A-W. Um, read Jordan's story. That's on... Um, Teleport Magazine. Teleport Magazine. What faith can and what cannot belief? do. Belief, I'm sorry. Can and cannot do. Yes, I'm sorry. I was no, it's okay. trying to it's really okay. nail it. But uh, yeah, it's a cool story. Definitely read it. And next week, it's Wonder Woman. See ya.